Hello and welcome to episode number 16 of Travels with Squeaky. Travels with Squeaky is a podcast for solo women RVers, campers, and van lifers, and I'm your host, Kathy Belge. In this episode of Travels with Squeaky, I sit down at my kitchen table and talk with my friend, Randy Williams. Randy and I first met on a Facebook group for women RVers, and I highly recommend joining uh, different Facebook groups to connect with different women out there. Um, It's a great way to connect with other women and other RVers and people out on the road. Um, I just started one, actually. It's called Solo Women RVers. Look for it and, um, and join our community. So Randy is a full-time RVer. She lives a nomadic lifestyle, traveling from one working gig to the next. She's also kind of a badass. We chatted about her time working at the carnivals this summer in Connecticut and during the sugar beet harvest in North Dakota, which she just got done with. I think you'll learn a lot from her. I certainly do. All right, Randy, Randy Williams, thank you so much for being a guest today on the Travels with Squeaky podcast. It's so nice to see you in person. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It's just exciting thinking that we get to meet up again. I know. Randy and I met a few years back through a a website that we both belong to. I think it was the Girl Camper Facebook page. And then we followed each other and then we ended up meeting up in Montana. Dana. No, we were in Idaho at that lake. Right. Yeah, that yeah, beautiful lake. We weren't in Washington. Lake. It was in the panhandle of Idaho. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a gorgeous lake. We ended up staying a couple nights. A couple nights. Yeah. That was really nice. That was fun. Out, out past Spokane. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, it's great to see you again here in my Thanks. hometown. Uh, your old hometown. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Randy, I want to talk to you because I know that your your lifestyle, what you do is you travel around and you work different places and pick up gig jobs here and there. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people will be super interested in hearing about how you make your full-time life on the road work. So um, I want to kind of jump into that. But first, I want yeah. to just hear like how long you've been on the road and what you travel in. Uh, I've been on the road full time for it'll be four years in another month. So wow, okay, just almost a solid four years. Some days it feels like it, and some days I'm just shake my head. I can't believe it's been four years already. Yeah, and I pull around a little fourteen and a half foot travel trailer. Okay, simple. And and how are you feeling about your rig now? And are you you is that the first one you started out with? And it are is. you happy with it? it? Well, it's way too small. Okay, fourteen <laughs> foot sounds tiny. Yes, but my uh, living room is enormous. Okay, <laughs> it know? is. You yes, step outside, That's and true. you know, all of a sudden you have that much more space. Yeah, but uh, there are days when I absolutely love it on a on a rainy day, and I get to cuddle in and watch a movie and work on my journal and read a book or call a friend. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you, more than one rainy day inside little Daphne, I I'm like. Why didn't I get 17 feet <laughs> yeah. or 20 feet? But at this point, I don't know that I would undo what I'm doing. Okay. Not, not you know, I've thought about getting bigger. Why? Yeah. Why? 14 foot's got to be fairly easy to tow. Very. Yeah. Oh, I can turn going down a two-lane state highway, and I, whoa, that, that's interesting. Turn around. Do a mm. U-turn. Okay. Big rigs can't do that. No. 
That's hard enough for me to do in my 20-foot van. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I do it all the time. <laughs> yeah. So what, what set yeah. you out on the road in the first place? Uh, boredom. I was bored. A lot of things in my life had changed. Mm-hmm. And I felt myself becoming, uh, my attitude about life was starting to get ugly. Mm-hmm. And I was running a food pantry, and I realized that I was starting to be just a little mean to my volunteers. Mm-hmm. Snappy with them. Mm-hmm. and. Not very feeling myself becoming a judgmental about the people that came into mm. the pantry, and even though I liked my house, I lived right on the ocean. I mean, right there you could see the ocean. Mm. I just, for my own sanity, had to give it up. Wow! And, and so I sold. I sold all that. And why did you decide to get a travel trailer and travel, and not some other option? I I I don't know. <laughs> I. I don't know. It was either to move away, yeah. sell my house and move away, because I knew I needed to relocate. Mm-hmm. The weather on the coast, it, it is probably one of the prettiest places I've ever lived. I mean, I'm from Colorado. There's mm-hmm. nothing like the Rocky Mountains. You mm-hmm. cannot replace the mountains. Mm-hmm. But being right there on the coast, it's gorgeous. But the lack of sun and the amount of rain, mm. I did it for 10 years, Yeah, and I was done. Okay, That was part... That was part of the whole why I had to get out. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. The weather. My a lot of friends had moved away. My, my pastors of my church changed. Everything in about a year and a half started shifting. And if I didn't make a, a shift myself, I, I was feeling myself going down. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Yeah. Not a good way to live. No, no, and so you Move recognized on. it and yeah. and and got on the road and yeah. um, and so when I think about you and your lifestyle, um, I think of the movie Nomadland. Yes, because uh, you know the Francis McDormand was going gig to gig, and that's mm-hmm. kind of what you do. You go from it one is. paying gig to the next, and almost like you have a circuit. And um, I know I hadn't talked to you in a while, but I know you were traveling this summer working in a carnival. Yes. Was that in Connecticut? We were in Connecticut the entire time. Okay. Yeah. So I want to hear all about working at the carnival, what you did, and you know, and how you ended up getting the job in the first place. Well, I met the owners. Their names, uh, they're Tufano. Is Tufano Amusements is the name of the company. They've been around. Tony was raised in the business. And Deb married him, and that's all they've known, really, for years. They're in their late 50s. I met them over happy hour in St. Pete Beach, Florida, two years ago, from some friends that's friends with my sisters. And they talked about their amusement business and would I like to have a job. Oh, so I don't really know. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know anything about it. I don't know that I want to commit to you. It's 26 weeks worth of commitment. Yeah, that's and they said, you don't have to commit that long. You can do your thing. Well, the following, that was in, uh, what happened was they didn't do it last year because of COVID. Oh, right. So I met them two years ago, and they were completely shut down all mm-hmm. of last summer, so I couldn't have done it anyway. Right. In June... Either late May, early June, this summer, they were so desperate for employees, I got a random phone call, and they were begging me to come work. Okay. 
And what, what was it that they wanted you to do? Uh, run the ring toss game. Run the ring toss. Okay. Yeah. Now that sounds like a lot of fun. It was so much fun. For someone like you, especially yes. an outgoing it's very person. social. Yes. 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 Okay. And very encouraging. And, and uh, there's a lot of ups and downs to that kind of lifestyle. Um, but the actual running of the game. So every week I was there, I was involved in 13 weeks. Okay. Of that 13 weeks, we did 12 different gigs. We had one week off. Does that mean you were moving every week? Every week we moved. Okay. So uh, most of the, for the first 10 weeks, we had, uh, the, 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 they were carnivals, and we would do four days a week for four hours, six to 10, basically. Sometimes we'd extend it depending on how much money we're making. Mm-hmm. On Saturday night at 10 o'clock, we break everything down. Every game gets put to bed. Every ride gets completely broken down in transfer mode. Okay. And then we hook up our little houses and we move anywhere from 10 miles to 35 miles. Connecticut's small. Okay. So we would go from town to town, but the moves were never very big. And then in the middle of the night, so we wouldn't move until probably 1 or 1.30. It takes 2 o'clock. It takes that four four hours at least to get everything together till we move the circuit. Middle of the night on Sunday, then we're in our new spot. They kind of place everything for the night. We find a place to put our homes. They've been doing this for so long. They know mm-hmm. exactly where to put each of us. And we hook up our electric. And oftentimes I wanted water, so I'd go ahead and run the water lines. I'm mm-hmm. running anywhere from 50 feet to the water spigot to 400, 400 feet of wow. water lines, okay. depending on where the spigot is. Yeah, yeah, that's. And were you doing the physical breaking down of of the? I had my little jobs. Okay. I did not. I was never assigned to any one ride. It's really heavy work. Mm. It's it's very physically demanding. Yeah. And I told him, I said, you know, if there's other jobs that I can do, like gathering all the water hoses. Mm-hmm. I mean, at times there were six, seven hundred feet of water hose okay. and a hundred feet at a time. So you just untach them, roll them up in the back of a little buggy. Mm. Um, I had to, I, I, I broke down like the ticket booth mm-hmm. and I broke down the popcorn booth and had to take the height signs off of every game, uh-huh. you know. Uh, so it was, it kept me busy for a couple hours. Okay. And how many hours were you working? Were you working seven days a week? Bits and pieces of seven days a week. Wow. Yeah. A lot of times I didn't do anything on Sunday. Okay. While everybody else is setting up the rides. Because they have to get to a certain point before I can do anything. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times I'd have Sunday. Sometimes I could squeak Monday out. And then I would do all my work in a couple of days. And then Wednesday through Saturday, you're working four and a half hours. Okay. You know, a little bit before we opened at 6 to about 10.15. Okay. Yeah, quarter to 6 to 10.15. And so then your your work life, what was that like running? The, what are you doing when you run the ring toss? Uh, you just show up and put on your little apron and uh-huh. your happy face uh-huh. and you persuade people to spend money. Okay. <laughs> And, uh, you know, oftentimes people would walk by, you either like ring toss or you don't. Mm -hmm. It's a game that you know you're going to lose money, but our prizes, the prizes for that game 
are these huge stuffed animals. Okay. Because the harder the game, the bigger the prize. Oh, all right. It's not like a balloon. Yeah. Poking a balloon with yeah. a dart. Yeah. Where you get this little dinky thing yeah. and you can start to trade up. No, you get one ring on a bottle. You get this giant stuffy. Okay. Yeah. And how many people win a stuffy a night? It all was so different. I, okay. Some nights I'd only have five. Some nights I had 18. Oh, okay. 20 winners. Yeah. Yeah. There were, uh, the last three weeks that I was there, we did full-on carnivals. Okay. No, fairs. The little ones were carnivals. Then we did three full fairs. And the fairs are when they have the animals and yes, all that stuff. Yes, all okay. day. It starts at 9 and oh, ends at 10 at okay. night. So they were long days. Yeah. There, a couple of those carnivals in a three-day period, uh, we I had like 80-some winners. Wow. So okay. it's not uncommon yeah. for people to win. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, um, and so how did you get paid for that? Was it an hourly thing? It was an hourly. Based on what you. Yes. They, I asked him, I said, if I come work for you, how can you pay me? Mm -hmm. She said, well, we can only pay you $18 an hour. Okay. And I thought, Ooh, I I never work for that little amount of money. I mean, everything I do is 20 to 26, $27 an hour. Right. And she said, well, some of it can be paid in cash. So. There's, that's, that's how we can make up the difference. That's just carnival life. They pay their people in cash. Okay. Yeah. So normally when you're you're traveling around and the other jobs you do, you're making 20, 25 bucks an hour. For, yeah. That's that's decent money. To that's really on. good money. Yeah. Yeah, for what I do. Yeah. For, for living as cheap, as pretty much as cheap as I do. Yeah, so when you're staying at the um, fairs and whatnot, did you have to pay for your housing? No, it costs nothing. Okay. We had full, we had water and water and electric mm-hmm. everywhere we went. And then once a week, we'd have a, a pump out. So I learned in my little tiny 14 and a half feet house, uh-huh. I learned how to make my black tank. We would trickle the gray water on the grass because okay. we were always on grass. Yeah. And I learned to, to keep my black tank a week. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You just don't use a lot of water. Right. It can be done. I I was thinking it was going to be an issue. Okay. I thought, a week? I can't go a week. My black tank is like nine gallons. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You figure it out. Yes, you yeah. figure it out. Yeah. Because this is the way it is. And the other night I paid for groceries, and then I did quite a bit of uh, sightseeing when I was in the mm-hmm. area. I went up to New Hampshire twice and saw friends. Pulled my house up there both times. And, uh-huh. you know, that's a three-hour drive or something from where I was. Okay. Um, Connecticut was horribly expensive. Oh, okay. Groceries, gasoline, liquor, everything was ex- just extremely expensive. Yeah. Yes, I had no idea how expensive it would be. Okay. But I paid for no housing. Yeah. For fourteen weeks. Okay, and so did you walk away with a good chunk of money to last you for a bit? Uh, for a little bit. She yeah. did give me a really nice bonus. Oh, that's great. I did. She okay. kept, she kept, uh, you know, and I didn't expect it. She kept saying, I'm going to give you a bonus. I'm going to give you a bonus. I'm just, well, in the end, she gifted me $2,000 in cash. Wow. That was my bonus. That's wonderful. I immediately put that back into my savings because I had to have an emergency root canal in oh, Texas right. over the winter. Yeah. So... Between my root canal and my crown, I was out $3,500. Wow, okay. So, you know, that's one of the things that you do on the road. 
Well, this is, you know, since you brought that up, one of the questions, since you are a full-timer, people always want to know about health insurance and mail. So you were talking about health insurance. How do you get health insurance? I have a permanent address in Oregon, down okay. in Eugene. I, I'm on a friend's lease. Okay. I, I, I went through all the legal steps to, to be a roommate on her lease, a signer on her oh, lease. Okay. And so it shows that I have a physical address, mm -hmm. which qualifies me to get health care. Okay, in the state of Oregon. Yeah, not Oregon healthcare, but the marketplace, yep. yeah. affordable healthcare. Yeah. And I do this all based on your income. Okay. Yeah. So I do that, and I just happen to have a healthcare program that has out-of-network. Yeah. So if something happens, unfortunately, nothing really has. But it sounds like you don't have dental coverage, so you have... I don't have dental coverage. No, but my, my healthcare is very affordable. Yeah, okay. You know, and at 57, almost 50, I mean, I'm almost 57 years old. It's mm -hmm. like, so. And so then does your mail all go to your and, address? And my mail goes to my address at my friend's house. Yeah. And we go through it every couple of weeks. We go through it. Most of it's garbage. Mm -hmm. When there's something in there worthy of spending the $7.10 to mail it to me. Yeah. So I'd say probably four times a year, she, we, she sends it to wherever I am. And you can get general delivery almost every post office. Mm -hmm. Small town, big town, go into their post office, ask them if they receive general delivery. Some don't. Mm -hmm. If so, okay, I'm going to have a package sent here with my name on it. I'll check back in five days. Okay. But you have to, don't just assume. Mm. You have to check with your post office in that area. Okay. So when you know you're going to be somewhere for a couple of weeks, you'll you'll have it all sent out. Right. Okay. There's there's really not much that's important. Yeah, I, I think it, everything's about, online now. Everything's online, so it really makes yeah. it easy to live a life. So um, so just now, mm -hmm. let's get back to your jobs here. Yes. You just got done doing the sugar beet harvest. So I went from Connecticut. Yes. So I was in Denver working for a friend in June when I got the call. I to took two solid weeks to get to Connecticut. Oh, you didn't go out there until June. Because that's a long, that's when their season started this year okay. because of the whole COVID gap. Gotcha, okay. I gave myself two weeks to drive 1,700 miles. Mm. And I still moved every night, every night, every night. Yeah. Some days I only drove 75 miles. Other days I drove 225 miles. You just pace it out. That, uh, to me, that's one of the, it, it can be exhausting moving every day mm -hmm. or not. You know, I, it's, it's a mindset. I'm moving on to my next job. But 200 miles every day is exhausting. Mm. So I was just in North Dakota. I went from North Dakota back to Denver in three days. And yes. it was 940 miles. Oh, okay. That's a lot. That's a lot. I was exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not my normal pattern. Right. Oh. So I don't follow any kind of a rule. Oh, okay. I really don't. I always, if it's dark at five in the winter, I want to be done by three. Yeah. Well, if it's not dark in the summer until nine, I don't have to be anywhere till six thirty, seven o'clock. Right. Because the shorter my mileage, the more I get to play. Yeah. If you set your mileage up, oh, I'm only going to go 125 miles today because I want to I want to spend a night or two at that lake. Mm -hmm. How much? You have all kinds of free time 
all along your way to stop at that goofy structure that right. you know or visit that weird little museum or walk through that antique store whatever your gig is mm-hmm. stop along the way yeah that's why we live this way yeah i want to see america yeah you've seen a lot of it and not just blast from work to work to work right yeah you've seen a lot of america i have yes yeah, yeah. i added 13 new states this summer Wow. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so you got done in Connecticut and then you headed towards South Dakota, North Dakota. Oh, North Dakota. Yeah. I went up and this is my third year to work the sugar beet harvest. Okay. Tell us all about the sugar beet. So four years ago, I, I worked on the ground at the sugar plant. I got that, uh, hint suggestion for work from a couple that I met. I happened to be spending a couple of nights south of Branson at Table Lake, Table Rock Lake. Mm -hmm. It's a massive lake in the southwestern corner of Missouri. Beautiful. Mm. I I go there. Just go pick any campground. There's fingers all over the lake. There's so many campground uh, opportunities. Just pick one. Mm -hmm. I picked one. I was there for a couple nights. I was riding my bike all around the campground where I was staying and I kept passing this couple that was out hanging out having a drink Mm -hmm. underneath their awning Mm -hmm. every time I waved I passed them about fourth time hey you guys still hanging out they're like get over here (laughs) so I parked my bike went and sat with them for probably an hour and a half they started talking about I they are retired people Mm -hmm. but they like going up to North Dakota because they make a little money Mm -hmm. so they're the ones who told me all about the sugar beet harvest and how to go online with a company called Express. It's in a temporary agency. Oh, yeah. yeah. Went on, got hired. First year I did it, I worked on the ground, 12 and a half hours on the ground at the receiving plant. It's a sugar plant. Okay. And the farmers bring their big semis and triaxles. They bring their big trucks in with... filled with these giant white sugar beets. They're okay. not little red, let's oh, okay. eat beets. Okay. They're anywhere from baseball size to the size of your head. Wow, I didn't know Sugar beets. Okay. Yeah, and what they do is they process them down and they make granular sugar Mm -hmm. that gets put into railroad cars. This particular sugar plant is only 60 miles from the Canadian border, right in the Red River Valley. So you have North Dakota on the west and Minnesota on the east, Mm -hmm. and that river, Red River, divides them. Okay. I was right there, pretty much on the river, 60 miles south of of Canada. Okay. So that was a miserable experience. The first year? The first year. It snowed. We didn't get, because if it snows, you cannot dig beets. It's too wet. You can't get near fields. Okay. And then it was too cold. It started freezing. You can't dig beets when they're freezing because it hurts the sugar content. Mm. And you can't put frozen beets into piles. It wrecks. They start to turn to mush and they wreck the pile. Okay. And so the snow would clear up and the trucks would start coming in and we get to work a day or two. Well, then it started raining. Mm. You can't get back in the field. So it took an entire month to do a 12-day harvest. Wow. It was miserable. Okay. But I walked away with $3,000. All right. So on the very last day of that year, 
I started talking to the truck drivers. Mm-hmm. I thought just to, just because I have to. And I, I happened to talk to one truck driver and I asked him how he'd liked his job. And he said, I like all my jobs. And I said, wait a minute, are you the farmer? And he said, I am, this is my company. And he pointed to the name on his door. Uh-huh. And I said, so how does a girl get a job driving a nice warm truck like that? Uh-huh. And this was not a semi, but it, it's a semi front. Uh-huh. But it's a smaller box. It's called a triaxle because it has those three axles in the back, mm-hmm. which you only drop the third axle when you're full. Okay. But the whole box goes up. It dumps mm-hmm. from the yeah. back. It's it's intimidating. Yeah. He said, "Do you drive stick shift?" I said, "Of course. Everybody yeah. my age drives stick yeah. shift. That's how we learned." Yeah. Okay. Scribbled his number, gave it to me, and I walked away thinking, "There is no way I'm ever going back up there to do that job. It's miserable." Mm-hmm. But I didn't throw his phone number away. For some reason, I put it in a little bag. You know, my yeah. like my little office bag uh-huh. with all my little doodads in it. Uh-huh. And I don't know, July the next summer, I was living out on the Oregon coast, staying with a friend who had hookups. I stayed out there most of the summer uh-huh. and got to thinking I found his phone number. And I thought, you know, maybe I'll just call him. I need something to do. I need mm. a job. Mm. And I don't know where I'm going. Normally, I know what my next job is going to be. Mm-hmm. I, I plan at least one job in advance. Okay. Called him up, and he said, yeah, I remember you. I said, all right, how much are you willing to pay me? He said, $22, $23 an hour. I said, Scott, I'll take your $23 an hour. Okay. And he said, you park on my property. I've got electric and water for you. I've In my big outbuilding, I've got a kitchen, full kitchen, bathroom, laundry room. You can have access to all of that that you need. We'll feed you occasionally. Sure, got up there. This was two years ago. It snowed nine inches. Oh, wait, what month is this? October. Okay. Early October. Yeah. So I, he gave me about a five-minute driving lesson. He said, uh-huh. do you, do you, you can drive stick shift, right? I said, yes. He said, well, this is a, a nine-speed, and to go from fourth to fifth, you have to pull the little lever on. Mm. It's a shift differential. So you have four gears, you have to pull a, an air, it, it, by air, there's a little lever on the gear shift, it gives you four more gears. So you don't use a clutch. Oh. In an emergency, you use the clutch. Okay. And if not, you have to really be in tune with your truck and catch the gears at the right RPMs mm. for the gears to, to grab onto each other, to up, upshift, downshift, whichever. Well, doing all of that, hauling around 30,000 pounds, you're in, I'm driving in the muddy field, I'm getting pulled out by a big tractor, I, it's pitch dark outside because we have the night shift. Oh. It, it was, it, it, but you get into a groove, okay. and after a while I really liked it. Oh, it was okay. just fun. Yeah. But again, it took an entire month yeah. to get harvest done, and okay. I had nothing planned uh, I didn't have to be back in Denver until the second week of November, so I so knew he's only I could stay. You the days you're literally working. He paid me for all my hours, but because he rewarded me an extra four hundred dollars, mm. he said I'm going to give you the, I'm going to bump you up to twenty six dollars an hour, which equaled four hundred dollars because I stayed committed mm. because I stayed to the end. Okay. Yeah. So. I didn't get to go last year. COVID hit. I was helping a friend on the Oregon coast, and I just decided Mm. not to go. This year I went again, and super excited. I had to teach myself how to drive the truck all over again. 
that was another it's a learning curve yeah we don't drive those kind of vehicles right this year we sat for nine or ten days because it was too hot to dig god you can't sugar beets are picky they're very temperamental so you can't dig them over 70 degrees when the temperature because the ground's too hot again you're putting a fresh vegetable in a massive pile right and it's too hot they're gonna rot yeah and ruin the piles okay so we wait we wait we wait well then it rained so then we waited some more and finally i left there I want to say I left there a week ago, not quite a, last Monday. Mm-hmm. I left there. They weren't done. Well, they're you, they're you done. Started. Started. I, I, we started. Okay. I worked seventy-seven hours for a full month. Okay, that's not a he, lot. No, yeah. but he's already told me I'm sending you a little extra money for sticking it out. I'm sorry you had to sit. You know, yeah. nice fella. Nice. Okay. So sounds like sugar beet harvest is not the kind of work that someone who needs guaranteed money should really do or, or has a specific amount. Well, of money. if you go, if you apply for Express, mm-hmm. Express pays you on the days that we can. If it's weather related and you cannot work, mm-hmm. they pay you every day four hours of stay pay. Oh, okay. So this year they were hiring people at sixteen ninety an hour. Mm-hmm. You get four hours of every single day that you're sitting there because weather won't let you work. Oh, okay. I don't, I didn't get that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Please stay. We'll pay you. Okay. On Saturday through Express, on Saturdays you get time and a half, Sundays are double time. So you can walk away with some decent money. Mm-hmm. It just, you, you just kind of be, have to be able to be flexible to stay the season. And if you can't, if you need to bug out, you bug out. And the kind of work, is it very physical work? What's the... Well, if you get hired on with Express, you're working on the ground. And what you're doing is you're just you're just receiving the trucks. You're just directing them in over the machine where they dump their beads. Oh, okay. And then they drive forward. There's another little button they push. They give you all your field dirt back. And you direct them out. No, it is not physical, but you're okay. standing on concrete for 12 and a half hours. Gotcha. That's the hard part. Okay. And you're out in the elements. And it's cold. Or super windy. Okay. Or both. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So it's not for everybody. Uh-huh. If you can't stand up on concrete for 12 and a half hours, just don't even try. Right. Okay. Yeah. So what other kinds of jobs have you done traveling about? Two summers ago, I worked at a sweet shop for a friend on the Oregon coast. That sounds fun. I worked at a, it's a ice cream. I learned how to be a barista, uh-huh. which I'd hardly even drink coffee. So that was interesting. I scooped thousands and thousands of balls of ice cream. All right. You got good biceps going. Yeah. Kind of blew out my shoulder a little bit. Oh, all right. I have a <laughs> lasting shoulder problem now. Um, sold fudge. Again, it was very social. I met yeah. people from all different kinds of countries. Mm-hmm. Um, and just sold. I mean, I my idea was to make a bunch of money for this lady's business. Yeah. You know, they come in and say, oh, I want some fudge. Well, you know what? If you buy three pieces of fudge, you get two for free. And next mm-hmm. thing you know, they're spending more money than they thought they would. Yeah. So I did that. Um, my sister uh, down in the Florida Keys has put in full hookups so I can come down whenever I want. And normally that's every two years. She has her own uh, uh, reupholstering business. Mm. And I am her seamstress when I go down there. Okay. Yeah. 
So I might, I might end up putting together 80 cushion covers with zippers and, you know, two sides with boxing on the side and uh, cording, you know, if anybody knows what piping is, yeah. you know, it's, it's just a lot of sewing, a okay. lot of cutting and a lot of sewing, but my sister pays me well. Nice. And again, I have to pay nothing for, and she put in full hookups. So sewer, 30 oh. amp and water. In the Florida Keys. Sign in, me up. In the Florida Keys. Too bad right. I can't cut a straight line to save my life. Right. But. right. <laughs> yeah. So but, I have that little community yeah. when I go down there. I've met so many of her friends. She's very social. Her friends are all a lot of fun. Uh -huh. And I do. Uh, another way I make money is I carry my massage table with me. And even though I'm not licensed anywhere, you can legally do massage and accept payment by donation only. Okay. It's very legal. Wow. Yes. All right. And so I make, like I just did three massages on my downtime in in North Dakota. Okay. I was actually in Minnesota at the, you know, because yeah. I have friends that live just over the border. Okay. So I did three massages while I was there. Okay. And that was, I mean, they paid me 80 bucks a massage. Yeah. Okay. That's that paid for my groceries. Yeah. And a little gas running around money. Right. So cool. just catch it when you can. The other, the other thing when I was working in Connecticut at, uh, doing the carnival stuff, the owner typically drops her laundry off at one of those drop like a laundromat where you where you get it washed, dried, and, and folded. Yeah. I don't know how much it is, $1.13 a pound, some are $1.30 a pound. And I said, wait a minute, you're, you're dropping your laundry off at the same place where I'm going every week to do my laundry. So how about I be your laundry service all summer? Oh, sure. I made all kinds of money. Oh, were you taking everybody's laundry? No, just the owners. Oh, okay. Just she and her husband and their grown son. Mm -hmm. And I mixed mine in with theirs. And every week she just handed me a bunch of cash to do their laundry. Sweet. You're doing yours anyway. That's great. Right. So it's not, just be creative. Yeah. Just okay. talk to people. That's how I find my jobs. Okay. I just talk to people. Yeah. And now I, what I really want to do is find... I think I'm thinking next summer I'll be here hopefully in Eugene spend mm -hmm. a couple months in Eugene I want to drive one of those little Amazon vans oh yeah I'm sure you can small package delivery yeah. after driving that big triaxle in North Dakota right yeah I mean they're just the same as the the vans the van lifers are living in same thing they're just yeah they're just yeah. small panel vans yeah easy yep so I want to do that okay yeah so have you had any uh, gig that's been your favorite um, you know, I try and make everyone just be where you are. Mm, great philosophy. Yeah. Be where you are. Uh -huh. Um, enjoy what that choice is. And when you're done, if you, if you don't like it, don't go back, mm -hmm. but don't bitch about it. Yeah. You, that was your choice at the time. Yeah. Okay. You can say this is awful and I'm never coming back. Okay, so has there been one where you said I'm never coming back? Well, the first time I went to the beet harvest. Yeah, but then you went back. <laughs> because I got to learn to drive a, dr a truck, okay. and it was warm. Yeah. And, yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know that I would work the carnival circuit again. Okay. I don't, I don't know. Connecticut was gorgeous, mm. but the weather is not for me. What was it? It was hot and super humid. Yeah. Okay. We had, and, and they kept saying, Oh, it's never this hot. It's oh. never this humid. 
Well, it doesn't usually snow nine inches in October in North Dakota. Yeah. So I am somehow catching <laughs> all of these weird weather patterns. But um, it was very expensive. Mm. The, the, the true carnies mm -hmm. are a rough crowd. Mm -hmm. They are exactly what their image is about. Okay. Yeah. Did you feel safe? Always. Working and living there? Okay. Yeah, always. Yeah. But the owners put me right next to them. Mm. They, all the rest of the carnies in their little mobile homes, yeah. they were clear on the other side of wherever we were. Okay. You know, whatever, whatever field we were on, they, they gave them their own space. Okay. And every time they put me right up with them. Nice. Yeah. So... Again, my my, I just really encourage people who want to live this lifestyle, moving from job to job, just be in the moment. Mm -hmm. And if you don't like that job, don't go back. Yeah. But don't badmouth it. Right. Because you chose it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So just you know, wash your hands yeah. off, and I'm not coming back here. Okay. Have you ever done the Amazon camper course? No. Okay. No. Okay. No, I, I don't know that I ever would. I don't want to work in a warehouse. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what, any other kind of advice you have? Like how, like how can, I know you're just very social. You talk to people. That's how you found your jobs, word of mouth. Any mm -hmm. other tips for people who want to find these kinds of jobs out there? Uh, just talk to people and be open. Yeah. And be open. And... Also, leave a little room in your opinion about the job. Don't base your opinion solely on what the recommendation was about. Oh, these people love that job. They make all kinds of money. That's in your brain. That's enough encouragement for you to want to try and go get that job. But allow for every job to... You're going to experience the good, bag it, and ugly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no matter what the job no is. No matter what the job is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. And, and, and don't get discouraged. If you don't get hired on your first gig, you know, I mean, I know that I can go campground host for a month. I'm finding out that several states will take you for just one month. You're not going to make any money, but you're also not going to spend any money. That's what I do. Yes. Yeah, in Oregon. And I'd like to do that. That's volunteering. Yep, North Dakota does it, yeah. Texas does it, yeah. several states. You can do one month. So if you if if you're kind of flush for money but you might be but you know, you I gotta watch how I spend it, go volunteer and be a camp host it's for a, a month. It's I a, love it. Yeah. Yeah. Social or not. Right? Yeah. Yep. You're still gonna have a good time. Yep, exactly. You're in some beautiful places yeah. usually. Yeah. So I'm going to try that. I'm okay. I'll I, 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 got, I got to do at least a month before I get myself off the road. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on and talking all about this. I've really appreciated it. Is yeah. there anything I didn't ask you that you wanted to bring up? Um, you know, I just would also encourage people, you got to have a money backup. Mm. Don't attempt to live the nomadic life with no money. Just don't do it. It is. It's too. I know women who do that, and I don't know how. It just seems so stressful to me. Yeah. Because again, I had emergency root canal in Texas. Mm-hmm. What you're gonna put eighteen hundred dollars on a credit card mm -hmm. and then figure out how to pay it off? No. Mm -hmm. 
have that money sitting in a bank somewhere and pay as you go and then make sure you pay yourself back okay i'm gonna work this job i'm gonna pay myself back two hundred dollars a month until that loan is paid off right borrow your own money Mm. um keep really good maintenance on whatever you live in keep your tires good keep your engines running don't wait for something to happen yeah you know and and live live fearlessly (laughs) yeah right live fearlessly yeah i mean or face your fears like live with fear like don't let fear stop you right right i'm pretty fearless you are i'm not but but that i don't let that stop me right yeah right yeah so that's it you know meet people have a good time or don't meet people but have a good time (laughs) yeah Yeah. awesome yeah all right thank you randy so much thank you it was fun i want to thank randy again for making the time to stop by during her recent visit to oregon Here are my key takeaways from our interview. Number one, don't head into this full-time lifestyle without some kind of emergency savings. Number two, be where you are. Find things to enjoy in each situation. Number three, talk to people. One of the best ways to find remote work is good old-fashioned networking. Number four, stay on top of the maintenance of your home. And number five, don't rush from place to place. Stop in at that quirky museum, that roadside stand, or scenic view. After all, that's why we do this lifestyle, isn't it? So thanks again for listening to another episode of Travels with Squeaky. You can find more content for solo women RVers and campers over at travelswithsqueaky.com. If you like what you've heard today, please consider leaving us a review, subscribing, or sharing with a friend. It really helps us and means a lot. Travels with Squeaky theme music is Field Station by Nicole Potolsky. And if you have a topic you'd like to see covered, please email us at info at travelswithsqueaky.com. Until next week, see you out there on the road.